just ask Bill to put the last song on. Just, 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 I'm just interested in the picture, really. Can you remember what the picture was? You were singing the words, and there was a picture. It was a bit out of focus, but one thing was focused on, and it was a strange place to see it, really, I thought. <laughs> because it was on the beach, wasn't it? On the beach. And we have all this out of focus. I, I spotted the driftwood. And it's what I'm speaking about this morning. The Bible. So it was good to see that. And uh, it sort of reinforced why I should be bringing this message to you today. Because I just want to ask a fundamental question to start with. What is the Bible? Bought mine along with me this morning. So what, what's this book all about? What is the Bible? The word Bible simply means book. And the English word Bible comes from the Greek term biblia, meaning books or a library of books. As we know, the Bible is just not one book. It's made up of 66 books, isn't it? Right. And it's a book for all people, for all time. It's a book like no other book. It's in a class of its own because, because God has revealed himself in this book. That's the main thing about the Bible. What is the Bible? It's, it reveals to us God. It's God, it's God. We call it God's Word, don't we? It's God's Word. And this is the best and most important thing about the Bible, that God reveals himself to us. He's revealed himself in other ways, hasn't he? By sending, as we've sung there, uh, the love of Christ, the Saviour King. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever, that's whosoever, believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So it reveals God to us. And as, as I said, it comprises 66 books. They include books of law. We sang, didn't we? I was glad we sang that other song as well, which referred to Moses. David, Jacob, Mary, to mention, did he mention anyone else? And this week, is, <laughs> was it? And uh, obviously the characters from, from the Bible, aren't they? Moses from the, the Old Testament and Mary from the New Testament, who was so blessed to, to give birth to the Saviour, to Jesus. She gave birth to God's one and only son. So we've got the books of the law. This week I was uh, Joshua. I do every, every week I go into uh, Olive Hill School and we take open the book. And which book do we open? Open the book. And it's all about the Bible. We present the Bible stories. Got some, not, not, not just be on my own. There's uh, um, Christians from High Street Methodist, 
from Heath Street Methodist and, and from St. Paul's who help and we present a Bible story. This week I was Joshua walking. I got a bit giddy really because how many times did I have to walk around the city of Jericho for seven days? Just, well, just, well firstly, for, okay, let's get it right. <laughs> for six days I, I walked around once with, with, with all the people of the army of Israel, Israelites. And then on the seventh day, how many times? I got really giddy now. I had to walk around seven times, seven times on the seventh day. And guess what I took along with me? I've still got it, my trumpet. <laughs> Christine said, who's from Heath Street, she said, yes, bring your trumpet, Simon. She said, we've got some of the, uh, uh, what they call those, I think they use at the football match and, yeah. <laughs> yes. Some trumpet, she said, bring your trumpet along. So I was Joshua, one, another character from the, from the Old Testament. So I was, I was glad to, to sing that song this morning. So we've got the law, Leviticus, Deuteronomy in the Old Testament. Two of the 66 books, historical books, Ezra and Acts. One from the Old Testament, one from the New Testament. Books of poetry, which ones would those be? Psalms and Ecclesiastes, books of prophecy, any names? Isaiah and Revelation in the New Testament. Biographies, Matthew and Mark, or well, more, more, well John, yeah. And who are, are they all about? We've got four of them up with the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, all about, all about Jesus, aren't they? All about our Saviour. And there's letters, isn't there? There's letters in the, in the Bible as well. Galatians and Timothy, to give you examples. So in this book, about 40 different human authors contributed to the Bible. They were written over a period of 1,500 years. The authors were kings. We obviously think of David and writing writing the Psalms, fishermen, who's that then, who am I thinking of? Peter, yes, I said the prophets, you've mentioned one of those, Isaiah, a former tax collector, Matthew, who wrote Matthew, yes, <laughs> government, oh yes, he was a government official, wasn't he, that's it, farmers, shepherds, any examples of those, we, we sang, we sang I, yes, and Mo, Moses was a shepherd as well, wasn't he? And, uh, and David, David was a shit, yes. And, and doctors, Luke, yes, who wrote Luke and Acts of the Apostles, yes. So from all this diversity, oh, goodness, all those people wrote this over 1,500 years, but there is one, the, ultimately there is one author, God himself. Because the Bible is God-breathed. The human authors wrote exactly what God wanted them to write and the result was the perfect and, what does it say, holy word of God. So God has revealed himself in creation, hasn't he? He's put our best and clearest understanding of who God is 
And what he's like is from reading the Bibles, reading the Bible, understanding of what kind of God he is comes through the Bible. The Bible, which comes from God, truthfully reveals God to us. So as I've said, the Bible is divided in, into two parts, the Old Testament and the New Testament. How many books in the, in the Old Testament? 39. And how many books in the New Testament? 27. And 39 plus 27 make 66. That's right. Right, the word testament means a covenant. Or a promise. So there's a promise. God has made a covenant and a promise in, in this book. The Old Testament, as I said, tells us about creation. How does the Bible start? It's always a good place to start, isn't it? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Day one, what did he make? Oh, no, not, not on day one. <laughs> <You're a> bit... <laughs> day one, God said, let there be light. And what happened? When God spoke, it happened. There was light. Day two, the sky. Day three, now we're on to the land, the seas, the plants and the trees. Day four. What have we got? Yes, it is the moon and also the stars, the whole universe. Wow. Mass oh, and, and yes, the sun. Very good. The sun, moon and stars on day four. Day five, fish and the birds. Day six, who else hasn't been created yet? Yes, Jacob. Oh yeah, we had yeah the shark. Shark's one of the big. That's one of the big fishes, isn't it? One of the, and a, oh, oh, even bigger. Think of an even bigger one than a shark. Whale. Well done, Jacob. And a, and a whale. <laughs> oh, it's Jonas. <laughs> I, I, I'm easily confused. <laughs> I'm easily confused, aren't I? Aren't I, Samuel? <laughs> Sorry, Jonah. Okay. But you're, you're, you see, you're growing up so. So big, you're looking like your brother now. Is that a good thing? <laughs> okay, very good. So, the Bible starts off with creation, doesn't it? So, and day six, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So, day six was animals and man and woman. So the Old Testament is focused mainly, obviously we had creation right at the start, the, the fundamentals that God has always been and always will be, but he spoke this world, this whole universe into existence. And then the, the Old Testament focuses on the story of one particular nation, doesn't it? The nation of Israel. God's choice of the Jews as his special people 
and it goes into the laws, as we mentioned, Leviticus and Deuteronomy, about the laws for them and how they were to worship him. Some of it also looks forward, doesn't it? Like you've mentioned Isaiah, the prophecies foretelling, because as I said, there's a promise in this book. It's called the, that's why it's called a new, an Old Testament and a New Testament, because all the way through the Bible is Jesus. Jesus and there's the prophecy in the Old Testament foretelling, looking forward to the coming of Jesus Christ in, in the Old Testament. And it's the Old Testament because it was preparing the way for the new and better promises in Jesus. God promised to use the nation of Israel to bless the whole world. That's right in the first book in Genesis. Genesis chapter 12 and verses 2 and 3, if you want to look at it. And once Israel was established as a nation, God raised up a family within that nation through whom the blessing would come. The family of, we sang about him, whose family? D David, David's family. Then from the family of David was promised one who would bring the promised blessing. Then the New Testament, there's a bit of a gap, about, I think it's about 400 years from the end of the Old Testament to the start of the New Testament. Well, the New Testament details the fulfillment of God's promise. It tells us in detail about the birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and how he fulfilled the promises and the prophecies in the Old Testament. He lived a perfect life and he died to become the Saviour, the one and only Saviour and rising from the dead. Jesus, as I've said, is the central character of the Bible. The whole book is, about, is really about him. And the Old Testament, as it predicts his coming and sets the stage for his entrance into the world, and the New Testament describes his coming and his work to bring salvation to our sinful world. But Jesus is more than an historical figure. In fact, he's, he's more than a man. He is God in the flesh. And his coming was the most important event in the history of the world. What year is it this year? Why is it, why have we called it 2022? One of the younger ones. Oh, it's three now, isn't it? We're into, we're into 23. I've, I've lost count already. Oh, it's, it's probably because I'm 66 this year. <laughs> That's why I'm trying to lose count. <laughs> so, why is it 2023? Anyone? I, why, 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 have, why, why have we got to... Why is it? Yes, Jacob. Whoa, fantastic answer. You see, our, every time you write the date, it reminds you that Jesus 
came. That's why, we, that's why it's 2023. Because as Jacob has told us, it's when Jesus was born and lived on this earth. God came in the flesh. So, as I've said, his coming was the most important event in the history of the world. God himself became a man in order to give us a clear, understandable picture of who he is. What is God like? He is like Jesus. Jesus is God in human form. The New Testament also tells us about the life and growth of the first century Christian church with some letters from Christians, of Christians then, and to other Christians and to churches as well, the letters to the churches. Some of the New Testament tells us about the future as well, particularly in Revelation, the last book of the 66 books that are in the Bible. But remember, all of it is revealing who? Like I said, creation has revealed, wow, how almighty and powerful and majestic God is to just speak this whole universe into existence and to sustain it. Now, all the planets in our solar system going round the sun, all part of our enormous, massive galaxy, God just spoke it into, and then there's thousands and thousands, I, haven't count, I can't count, we couldn't, I don't think we can count them, They've sent up telescopes, haven't they? The Hubble telescope. And they're looking out. And they, 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 they're seeing the vast expanse of the universe. Wow, and our God, God just spoke that into existence. So we're, we're indeed, we should be humbled by how fantastic and amazing God is. And we need to be humbled before him because he's a holy God. And we need to be in awe and wonder, not only of his creation, but that through this Bible, he's indeed spoken to us and he has took the initiative sending a saviour, that we all need. We all need a saviour. Have you realised? Have you come to put your trust in Jesus, who the Bible is all about? Because the Bible also tells us about our worst problem. The big problem that we cannot solve ourselves. It tells us of our sin, our wrongdoing, our rebellion against God, our selfishness wanting our own way and not wanting God's way. But thankfully, it tells us of God's plan of salvation in Jesus Christ. The essential message of the New Testament is 
and I'm quoting from the Bible, believe, put your trust and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Every one of us, that's most important. We put our trust and faith in Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. Let's just look at 2 Timothy, a letter by Paul writing to Timothy in chapter 3. Maybe one of the most comprehensive purpose statements about the Bible. What's the purpose of, so what is the, what is the Bible? What's its main purpose? The Apostle Paul writes to his young assistant, Timothy. As I said, it's one of the, one of the letters. A believer, Paul, Christian, wrote to his young assistant, Timothy. From infancy, Timothy, you have known the Holy Scriptures. You've known the Bible. Maybe some, some like Timothy, you, you have known the Bible. Obviously, I'm so thankful. Um, my mom and dad um, took me to Sunday school. Yeah, thank, thankful for that. And some of you may not, not have heard about the Bible until later in life. Um, but as it says here, from infancy, Timothy, you have known the Bible, which are able to make you wise for salvation. That's the important thing, not wise in this world, about worldly things, but wise about salvation particularly, through faith in Christ Jesus. Is that, have you done that? Have you put your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ? Because all the Bible, every, all Scripture is God-breathed, Paul writes to Timothy, and is useful for teaching, rebuking. Sometimes we need that, don't we? Correcting, sometimes we need to be corrected. And training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Some of the Bible is spoken directly by God himself, and other parts are spoken by people whom he guided. But it's all God's word, and all of it is beneficial. The Bible, as I want to reinforce, it shows us the way of salvation. Furthermore, it will teach us and rebuke us when we're wrong. Because you ask my wife, sometimes I do, I am wrong. <laughs> sometimes I am wrong. We, we all get it wrong sometimes. We like to think we're good, we're good and we, but none of us, the Bible makes it clear, none of us are good enough for heaven. We need salvation. We need the Saviour, each one of us does. And it trains us how to do right so that we can be ready to do God's work. The Bible was written specifically to give us an accurate account of Jesus so that we might believe on him and have eternal life. From reading from John Chapter 20, Jesus performed many other signs 
Laura, when she was praying, referred to the Bible, didn't she? And she referred to some of the miracles and the healings and that God doesn't change. Jesus is the same. It's in our entrance, the verse from the Bible on our, in the entrance says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Laura mentioned that in her prayer. And from John chapter 20, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written, John says, as he's writing, that you may believe. Do you? Do you believe? That Jesus is the Messiah, the promised one, the Saviour, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So it assures the Christian, the believer, are you a Christian? Are you a believer? Have you been saved? Do you know that you're saved and on your way to heaven? Not because of anything that you've done, because we've all done wrong, but because of what Jesus has done. I write these things, this is in 1 John chapter 5, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. Do you believe in Jesus? If you put your trust and faith in what he has done so that you may know that you have eternal life. Are you going to heaven? Have you put your trust in Jesus? David, that was one of the characters from the Bible mentioned, wasn't it? And we used to sing this song, hadn't we? David delights in the word of God and its purpose in his life. The law of the Lord is perfect. I promise I won't sing it to you. Refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy. You can depend on this. It's the truth. Sometimes the truth hurts, doesn't it? Sometimes, you know, we can, our hearts our hearts, which I'll go on to a bit later, if I've got time, our hearts can become hard to what God is trying to say to us. Are we listening this morning? And are we going to do anything about it? So from, from the psalm, Psalm 19, the law of the Lord is perfect. This is God's word, it's perfect. It's the truth. And nothing but the truth. Refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to your heart. Do you know the joy of the Lord this morning? The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold. Is the Bible more precious than gold to you? 
much more pure than gold, the Bible. Sweeter also than honey, and honey from the honeycomb. By them your servant is warned. A warning in the Bible. And in keeping of them there is great reward. Just to finish with, just some pictures of the Bible from the Bible. And I brought a few visual aids along. I came across this little poem. God's word is like a hammer that breaks the rock in two, a lamp to light our pathway and guide our steps right through, a sword that has two edges, a mirror ourselves to see. Oh yes, it is the best book, the B-I-B-L-E. The Bible is like a hammer. That's from Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 29. Is not my word, declares the Lord, like a hammer? Just get the visual aid out. Got just, just the four visual aids. I could, I could have bought some more, couldn't I? You can probably think of some more. This says granddad's hammer. Okay, obviously, grandchildren bought, bought me this, right? <laughs> so the Bible is like a hammer that breaks a rock into pieces. Like this morning, you've heard God's word, hopefully. Oh, that's all oh, you've drawn the sun. Brilliant. Absolutely lovely. And many people hear God's word like you have this morning, but refuse to let it change their lives. They have hardened themselves against God. I trust that you haven't done that. But remember, God's word is powerful. Pass it on to others, like I'm doing this morning, passing it on to you. God will speak through it. And someone's heart, someone's hard heart, will be broken. Because sometimes our heart needs to be broken. Because we can become so proud, can't we? Think, I'm all right. I can get through. I don't need God. But we do. The Bible oh, is like a lamp. Put a torch along. Bible is like a torch. In Psalm 119, verse 105, your word is a lamp for my feet. So I can see where I'm going in the dark. Yes. We would easily get lost in the dark without a torch or a lamp. We wouldn't see the path or any obstacles in our way. The Bible shows us the way to God. And the Bible says there's only one way. That's through Jesus Christ, the Saviour. It, it is the only book that can guide us through life and show us the way to heaven. Only the Bible. Because without Jesus, we are lost.
The Bible is like a sword. I borrowed one of James's swords. It's a nice one. This is a really nice one, isn't it? Nice sword. What? Oh, I'm a bit careful about. Mind you, this, this is a wooden one, so it's not too sharp, is it? Not too sharp. But the verse, it reminded me of a verse from the Bible, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. The word of God is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing the soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. In ancient battles, soldiers use swords to defeat their enemies. Satan is our enemy. When he attacks us, we can use the Bible just like Jesus did as a weapon to defeat him. Jesus defeated Satan by quoting the Bible to him. Last one, we've got the, the hammer, the lamp, the sword, and finally, the metal one. I don't want to look at that side. This, this one, yeah. <laughs> that one's about five times, I think. Oh, goodness me. That shows all the imperfections, doesn't it? <laughs> Talking about imperfections. The Bible is like a mirror. James 1, verses 23 to 25. Do not merely listen to the word. Thank you for listening to me this morning, but as the Bible says, don't merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. I hope I haven't deceived you this morning. I hope I've told you the truth. That the Bible is the most important book that reveals God. It is God revealing himself to us. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Have you done that? It tells us about a saviour, the one and only saviour. Have you put your trust in him? Sorry to repeat that again, but it's so, it's the most important thing that I want to say this morning. Anyone who listens to the word, hope you've been listening this morning, you have, but does not do what it says, is like someone who looks at the, his face in the mirror. And after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Some of you, as we get older, perhaps we, <laughs> perhaps we would rather do that sometimes. But whoever looks intently, not into the mirror, but into the perfect law, the Bible, that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard. Hope, hope you don't forget what you've heard this morning. But doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. It's a promise that you will be blessed. There is no value in just looking in a mirror unless we wash off you know, when, when, when we, have, we use the mirror, don't we, to, when we have a wash, when you clean your teeth, make sure your teeth are nice and sparkling, you look in the mirror, and when you have a wash, to make sure you've got the dirt, all the dirt off you, if you've been out playing and you've got rather muddy or dirty, yes. So there's, 
No point looking in a mirror unless we wash off the dirt it reveals. There is no point reading the Bible unless we do what it says. The Bible is like a mirror because it shows us the sinful stains, the wrongdoing in our lives. But thankfully, it also shows us our one and only Saviour, Jesus Christ, to whom we must all turn for cleansing from sin. As I finished quite a few of my messages, I remember the one about the, uh, well, Jesus, Jesus said this as well, didn't he? About the wise man. What did he say the wise man was like? Who built a house on the rock? He said he's wise. And if you're, you're like the wise man, you listen to Jesus and you do what he says. That's the reason he told the story. He said, if, you, if you're wise, you build your house on the rock. If you're foolish, you build your house on sand. No firm foundation. That's foolish to do that. And Jesus said, if you listen to me and what I say, and you don't do it, you're like the foolish man. So I'll finish my message then with, don't just listen. Do what the Bible says. Thank you for listening.